Arts, Lifestyle, SNS Online. Pulled from their rightful places in time and space, four brilliant past guests from SNS Online, plus one rather bewildered presenter, are being drawn almost inexorably to SNS Towers in a top-secret location in London's glittering West End, or possibly the outer wasteland of Metabilis III, to glitter, and indeed to effervesce, in a special 10-year anniversary show recorded especially for you lovely, lovely people on the planet Sol III in the Mutter Spiral. Guest 1. A fantastic scribe, massive Beatles fan, and writer of her own BAFTA acceptance speech. Guest 2. Loves London, Shirley Bassey, James Bond, and enjoys a few frights down Vauxhall on a Friday night. Guest 3. Fighter of inequality, brilliant blogger, likes gin, <laughs> and pussycats. Guest, Guest four. 4. Exterminate. Fighter of Daleks and giant maggots past inhabitor of Betty Davis. I'd like to kiss you, but I just washed my hair. A heroine for every age. And me, hostess with the leastest idea of what's going on, Nick Randall. Time to beam us all to the studio. Well, we've all materialised successfully. So it's a big hello and a very warm welcome to a very special 10th anniversary edition of SNS Online, one of a number of shows we've got lined up to wave a modest flag for our aluminium year, which doesn't sound quite as sexy as it should, uh, but it means we're durable, constant as the Northern Star, and uh, strong and stable. Now, where have I heard that before? SNS, of course, stands for Scratch and Sniff, reflecting our more zany magazine approach of our original incarnation broadcast back in the day by Irish National Radio, namely RTE. Now, some people have suggested Scratch and Sniff could imply scratching beneath the surface and having a good sniff of the guests. Oh. Hey, if it works. And what better way to celebrate our 10th anniversary by inviting back some good friends of a show to wave a paw, raise a glass and look back on the last 10 years. Not the past shows, but life in general and discuss and reflect how we feel about the changes that have happened during that time. Now, if we go off on a bizarre tangent and get stuck in a cul-de-sac of our own making, discussing, say, basket weaving in the 18th century, then feel free to switch off and put some hippity-hippity-hop on instead. So, after intriguing you with my guests' identities, it's time for some proper introductions, starting with BAFTA award-winning scriptwriter and Writers Guild champion Gail Renard. Hi, Nick. Creator of Holding Hands for Equality, blogger, motivational speaker, and so much more, Mr Andy Cast. Hello, Nick. Exec producer on a number of British films, co-creator of It's Got To Be Bassy campaign, pop horror promoter, DJ and director of Missing Persons, Paul Joseph. Hello. And finally, last but by no means least, actor, writer, director, the lady of a thousand voices, also my childhood imaginary friend in between Doctor Who episodes, that force of nature, the effervescent, I never knew she wasn't, Katie Manning. Well, as long as we're doing basket weaving of the 18th century, I'm fine with that. Absolutely. Everything else I don't know. So what are we going to talk about, guys? I've got this bottle of Prosecco to open. Uh, we can have a nice mm. little drink. I know Katie doesn't drink, uh, but we've got a little I like a nice cup of tea, darling, because when Matron lets me out, I've had to promise not to drink because I got myself into trouble last time. I got my day. I'm afraid I don't drink either, and I'm on water, so this is oh, a fun party. God, well, I think the three of us, I we're think the blokes are probably going to... So what should we kick off with, Burton? to the last 10 years. Paul, in the pre-warm-up, you made a very good point about the fact that we wouldn't really be able to do a roundtable discussion in quite the same way uh, as we're doing it today. Yeah, I just I was commenting that it's interesting how we're recording various element, elements of this on, on video and how 10 years ago this concept of having uh, video cameras in studios and recording everything we're doing visually as well as um, uh, yeah. in audio way wouldn't have been a thing. Because so. the clever thing is we've got this thing called Trigger Mix, which basically automatically cuts your 
voice to the next person. It's all linked with voice and cameras, etc. So if you talk, it'll cut to you. So we don't need anybody. What happened to the lovely days of radio, absolutely. darling? I mean, all this modern technology and where's it getting? There's absolutely nowhere. We couldn't Here we even go. get the tap going. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank goodness that didn't spell in the it's studio. Real, folks. Um, it's probably real. the paper cups, I think. Yeah. You see, in my day, that would have all been sound effects. Yes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the wine coming around is a bit fun. Well, no, I did do a show once in the West End, which was very difficult for somebody who doesn't really drink. Um, where Derek Nimmo uh, insisted we had this little scene where I had to be spooning this never very well cooked rice down my throat as if I'd never eaten before and talk at the same time and do a triple take. <laughs> not an easy thing to do. And Derek Nimmo said, I have to say, I'm not drinking all that rubbish. That, 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 I'm having real. So Mary Shandon provided oh, yes. us with bath. And I had to guzzle. This champagne down. So by the time we got to about sort of twenty minutes after the show, champagne, I can sort of feel it just just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's cool. pretending she's Katie Manning. We know she's Joe Grant, Joe, really. Come on, yeah. just admit it. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> and can I can I be the older one now, Joe Jones? I mean, I have. I have oh, yes, been so given Joe Jones, do apologise. <laughs> I am. I'm now allowed to be. You know, to have my voice drop to where it belongs. Yes, you were pitching a high, weren't you, in Doctor? Yeah, because I was pitching it higher because I had a husky voice. And so you can imagine what it's like playing it now. (laughs) (laughs) Very exciting, I guess, even though it's not necessarily the past 10 years, but a massive thing to happen is that we're about to have the 13th Doctor Who, who's the first female Doctor Who, which is amazing. Yeah, it's a round of applause, but we, yeah, had, we had the vote in 1927, so it's taken a hundred so years. <laughs> to get it so my enthusiasm, I'm thrilled, mm. but let's put this in perspective here. Yeah. But also, let's yeah. look at it this way. You don't just, I'm, I'm sorry, but I feel quite strongly about mm. this. Don't just do something because that's what you think mm. you should do. Mm. Casting a role, I, you know, whatever you're going to cast, mm-hmm. in, cast the right person. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that we must to get the equality, and I think we're on the same little page, aren't we? Um, it's not about, you know, challenging each other and, you know, and no. doing it this way. It's a question of just doing the right thing for the right reasons. Well, and also I'll throw in from a writing point of view, yeah. because there wasn't a woman writer on Doctor Who for years. No, no. There was a very long stretch. It's been about three, I think, in, you the, know, in the original series. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, sort of, do you know what it's like hearing women can't write sci-fi, mm. women can't write crime, and you go, Sorry, murder is still illegal, but it's, (laughs) you know, you just go. So let's see. I believe for the new Doctor Who's, there are women on board and all the rest. But as we always say, let's see what makes it to screen. Mm. It it doesn't count until it's on the screen. It's not about Mm. just doing the right things. The Mm. first and foremost in anything Mm. is that you have to have a good script. That's Mm. the bottom line. Um, You know, you've got nothing after that. It doesn't matter if it's male, female, or a Mm. bunny rabbit playing it, you know, if you've got a lousy. Mm. But it's also back in my day in our you know I think we have to look at history before we start making as many changes as a lot of young people are looking to make mm. who don't seem to know how many footprints that we have made along the way exactly. um, and when you reach my sort of age you know I came into a show where I was treated equally mm. absolutely mm. there were women floor managers there were women in charge absolutely. of the make you know um, and that was 1970 my father was mm. fighting for women's rights back in 1950 yeah. there are footprints and and you look at Stonewall, that's a massive footprint yes. mm-hmm. that a lot of young people these days, they don't know mm. how hard we've yeah. all worked to get to this. And to make things right, you have to look at the past. Mm. You have to look at history. Certainly with Stonewall and the gay struggle, there still seems to be a long way to go, certainly internationally, which takes us actually very neatly to your campaign, Andy. So remind us about that. So it's probably two or three years ago now. So I started the Holding Hands for Equality campaign, which Mm. was born from an idea that I didn't feel comfortable holding my partner's hand in public. And I think there are a lot of gay men of my age and probably younger who who felt very similar Mm. Um, for various reasons, the internal homophobia, but also the external homophobia possibilities. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't feel comfortable and I didn't want people to look at me as though I was something unusual or strange. Um, So that's where Holding Hands for Equality came out. It was Mm. just about actually making people feel okay. Firstly, to see it um, and also to experience it and to be there themselves. So that's what it was all about. Mm. 
And can I say, I saw one of your films and I loved it. Oh, thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. That that really means a lot. Do you know? And in fact, because it's the anniversary coming up, yes, yeah, um, of, of all of the start of the campaign, and uh, I was looking at a load of the stuff that um, that we did for the for the campaign. We got loads of abuse in the papers, um, lots of homophobic comments, and we turned that into messages of love. And that was one of the big things for us. It wasn't about a hate. You know, you don't fight hate with hate. You fight it with love. I hate using the word fight actually mm. because oh, yeah, yeah. that immediately puts you into a different place, mm. doesn't mm. it? We have to educate. But of course, today the whole political landscape's changed, and we're getting so much more pressure on just our basic rights as human beings. I mean, how do we feel about? I mean, Brexit and Trump obviously are widely discussed anyway. But did any of us have any idea that we would get to this ten years ago? I think it's not a great place to be, and it's interesting what you were saying about the about the negative comments in the press and that. It seems like there's been this sort of resurgence of the the alt right that seems this this trendy thing, and you give mm. it a, a label, and and it seems okay. And then it, it, this thing about freedom of speech being that you can say anything, even if it is upsetting, hurtful, hateful, inciting violence, and that kind of thing. And I think. Um, I think an interesting about the past 10 years, I think that the rise of social media and mm. influencers and bloggers and and YouTubers is that, that it almost in a way, mainstream media and people who are trained to be journalists and trained to have journalistic practices and deliver report on things and deliver news in certain ways don't really get a look in at times. We've got a president now who bypasses the, the press, calls calls um, the New York Times or whoever it is fake news and just tweets and... Uh, so I think it's it's very e- so. There's all sorts of stuff going out there, and when stuff gets challenged, quite often the response is people should be allowed to say what they want to say because it's free speech. And I kind of think yes, they they can say it, but then there's certain institutions and individuals who's um, who should be calling people out on that. And I think I think mm-hmm. if we look at something like the Brexit situation recently, that when well not recently it's been going on for a couple of years now, but when that vote happened, I think we were quite let down by organisations um, in the media here because they weren't challenging. They were People were saying, you'd get someone who was an expert, a former Bank of England, saying this is going to be have massive economic impact. And then they'd say, oh, the, the Leave campaign say it's project fear and leave it at that rather than challenging. So it's kind of this, this weird situation now where anyone can say anything Anyone can be an influencer or whatever, yeah. a, a blogger with because of certain followings, but, and it's a bit skewed. Is, it seems to me is that we're all basing what we call opinions. There's a big thing these mm. days. I'll just say to this, where people say, "I'm just telling the truth." Yeah. No, darling, it's your truth. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And what we're seeing now is we are asked to form opinions. And I know with opinions, I look at it this way. Is it true? Well, that's impossible these days, isn't it? Is yeah. it true? Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, do I need to say it? Yeah. And is it kind? That's a, that's so brilliant because that's 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 I a motto ha- that a, t- a teacher at my school used to say. I remember she said that. to us, she said, "Before you start gossiping and tittle tattling, say to yeah. yourself, is it true? Is it kind? Oh, is it really? necessary?'" Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's really important. Yeah. That, but the thing is, we are stuck these days with people forming. Very strong people are very opinionated these days, forming very strong opinions yeah. based on what they've read. So it depends mm. on the politics of that newspaper, which is a great shame because mm. it's no longer just journalism, it's you know, the poli- mm. you have to follow the politics. Based on what they've read on social media, based on what they've heard on television. And we are so we're not dealing with as much information or any we don't know what's true, what's not well, true. Well, that's another problem because, I mean, I love social media. As Nick knows, I'm never off it when I should be working. But uh, the thing is that they don't police anything. They claim their plat, you know, Facebook, Twitter and all the rest claim their platforms when, in fact, legally they are publishers. They should be responsible for content. Uh, and well, pe- so should the people doing it. Yes, I, I think we, you know. I think we've got to start asking people to behave themselves a little better, rather than just saying we need to police everything. Surely we should be trying to encourage people not, not to have these horrible, nasty mm. attitudes. But, it's but not isn't, scary to isn't me. That about the echo chamber. Effect. Yeah, you know the fact that we only hear yeah. stuff yes. coming back to us, mm-hmm. and I mean, what I try and do is I try and read comments mm. on Facebook, yes. and I try and read all of the negative stuff as well as the positive mm. stuff, and, mm. and vice versa, because I think that educates me, because mm. it educates me on where other people are coming from, their opinions, mm. and I think 
do I believe that? I'll go and explore it a little mm. bit further. Or actually, I'll say, no, that's obviously a troll. You know, but but yeah. the, is, the issue is that people only hear what they want to hear. Yeah. They yes, stop why, hearing other stuff. Why can't we use... I mean, I know with Twitter... I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just this old hippie at heart. You know, I, truly I am. Well, we love you for it. Um, and, and, you know, I try to... And I do use Twitter. I mean, there was an article written about my Twitter the other day. I do it to encourage, to show love. Mm. I don't want to talk stupid lying mm. politics mm. on it it's not you mm. know there should be areas for that but it's, I mean, there's mm. a lot of people who need a lot of love a yeah. lot of hugs I mean, positivity mm. yeah. you know around them and instead of just always banging on about what's wrong we never mm. bang on about what's right yeah the, the, the past 10 years have definitely shown the power of things like if you think of stuff like the Arab Spring which is where a way that mm. stories couldn't get told otherwise are getting out on social media so there's definitely plays a, a great part and it also I think the lovely thing about things like Twitter now is you can feel more connected to people you like so for example you know if I was to see you perform or hear something that you've done I could then tweet you and you might say oh great thank you and I've and suddenly I've had a little connection with someone who's, who, who I'm a fan of big hugs, big hugs. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. and tell you how um, wonderful you yeah. were and that, that yeah. is really lovely but it is it's also it's also that sense that it's interesting you said before about everyone the needing to be an opinion and also strong opinions and also we're now encouraged to be very divisive and it's kind of um, yeah. and as you say Andy the, the uh Andy, the echo chamber thing, you know, you've got Facebook or something like that. And when the whole Brexit thing was happening, we were all hearing the same things because, of course, we've got these algorithms on Facebook where if you like a comment yeah. that someone puts, mm -hmm. Facebook's going to go show you more of that person's comments. And before you know it, the people who you don't really pay much attention to don't appear in your feed anymore. So you can... But also you're preaching to the converted, yeah, really, because exactly. you, your Facebook and friends, think, presumably think, most of I, them are of similar... And, you know, and I think that was a really, I think it was a really, it was a really sad time, regardless mm. of what people's thoughts were of whether leave, remain or... Or the end result. It was it was it was then very much like Ramoners and Brexiteers and people saying that people were racist because they wanted to leave and these kind of things. And it was like there's, it, I think that whole situation put our country in a situation where we were made to mm. discuss and debate an issue that we didn't really know all that much we about. We weren't prepared and didn't, for and didn't, it. Remember, it was Cameron's little titter and a wheeze yeah. before he mm. skipped yes. off into the sunset yeah. going, <laughs> 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 oh, that's fun. Look what I've done, yes. naughty me. He said, if we lose, I'll stay here to fix it. He said, mm. leaving. Yeah, And it's all very well saying, oh, but it was explained to you all. No, mm. it freaking no, wasn't. Yeah. No, you know, because you had, as you say, you've got one one guy and we're all going what huh well, mm? that's a great thing some newspapers have started now I know the Times here and also New York and some others they're, they're having something simple called fact checking and if Trump <laughs> or someone says something outrageous next to the piece is a box mm -hmm. saying fact check this is what the facts are mm. we have to get back to facts yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know as you were but saying it's the, not the, a lot of the people in America you know the the, the, the Perhaps I shouldn't mention any particular areas, it. but you know what I mean. Um, the, the, the people N who will, names. they will just sort of suck it all up, this Trump stuff. They will rely on his tweets as as news. Oh, it's gospel. Uh, yeah. And there's and an awful lot of people in America. Jimmy, he lies. Yeah, there's an no, awful no, lot of no, no, no. people no, who, who will oh, so lie that. But also, this, young man. This, this, I think this comes back to what, what Katie was saying just before <laughs> about, the, about yeah. people feeling like they have to say everything. There's a sense that um, people like him are telling it like it is they're the voice of the people they're this so whatever mm. they say is it's not it's not um media trained it's not glossed over it's like the real voice and, I, and but, mm. but i'm thinking people are being duped because this is a man who has a gold-plated bathroom and well, a Trump towers and all these yeah. kind of things and he wasn't he wasn't he's not a self-made man he came from money but of course when people are having a tough time and when there's not a lot of money going around or when there's jobs being cut same here with the whole brexit thing is people want to see some kind of change and they, they, they focus on something that gets their attention. And, and you know, I think here in, in the UK, when it was to, to a yes or no decision, leave or remain, it's kind of like, well, people were saying no to the government because that's what yeah. they were asking mm. for. And um, and I just think it, it's a real shame that people are being manipulated into massive decisions based on on personalities and untruths and things that aren't fact. I'm sorry, I, I can't help myself. I know you be, you're so smart and intelligent. I just say you're going, did we ever believe that we would see the president of the United States and, and the president of, I don't know, Korea yeah. sending each other nasty tweets yeah. about who had the bigger bomb? <laughs> and also, mm. and, I mean, I'm sorry, but, we have, but we're looking yeah. at this and it 
is very serious, but at the same time, it is god smacking. Mm. In my, I mean, I'm older than all of you put together, and in my lifetime, this is yes, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I do radio. Um, (laughs) But now I know you have cameras. I'm not doing it now. (laughs) Uh, You know, and you look at it, and I sit back, and I'm in this sort of gobsmacked amazement mm. that I have lived to see mm. this happen. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm afraid I'm just an eco-warrior. I don't really have much to do with anything mm. else in life. But, you know, it is extraordinary. Mm. And when I stand back and look at it from outside... Mm. It's wonderful fodder for stories. I mean, how many writers, darling girl over there, Gail? You know, what we're going to get great movies out of this yeah. rubbish, aren't we? Oh, well, I mean... <laughs> if we survive. <laughs> for the next few decades, yeah, it's going to be... But, I mean, Amanda Iannucci, who did, you know, Thick of It and Veep and all oh. the rest, mm-hmm. you know, he does... God, he, I love that. He's, he's wonderful, but he said, how can he write now when, yeah. you know, reality yes, is more outrageous yeah. than anything he's Absolutely. doing? And we're, we're only getting... Anyway, and the other thing is, we back to our planet again, mm. she says, <laughs> waving her trees, um, <laughs> is that, you know, quite frankly, I also sit back sometimes and I think, well, you know, um, when we don't have a planet, which isn't, you know, it's probably about 15 generations away or something like mm. that, right? When we don't... Where are we going to kill each other? Where are we going to do all this stuff that everybody's banging on about? Yeah, that's a scary thing because, you know, talking about that's this sort of thing of like apocalyptic films and these sort of like Mad Max type things. And But we're in a situation now where we've got quite a few scary world leaders that are probably not that far away from pushing a button. And you're kind of thinking, actually, suddenly all that sort of stuff like the world coming to an end and us all living in But it's not just coming to like an end a, because somebody pressing a button, sweetie. Yeah. We, no, this planet would do like, really yeah. well once we're gone. Mm. This planet, you know, I'm not worried about the planet because the planet's going to do fine. It's us. Well, there's, there's a line in Doc 2 about, you know, human beings being a plague, you know, well, sweeping the universe. And we are. I mean, absolutely. it's atrocious We're the only we're ones doing. who and, 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 and people are being and... educated. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a global thing. Mm. This isn't just about our country, you know, because, you know, how in England we bang on about what how crap we are of everything. Mm. You know, it's our thing. Is we love to moan over here, don't we? <laughs> oh, yes, I always have to hang on. But, you know, when you travel <laughs> as much as I do and you've, you've lived in as many countries as I, mm. you start to see every country has its problem you know yeah. you think we have a plastic problem in Thailand one banana plastic bag oh, rat and you know but it's a global thing and we do have to focus I think more on this than a lot of the things we, mm. that are really important that we've discussed but they're things that happen on this planet mm. and without this planet we ain't got Shit. One thing I wanted. Yeah, one thing I want to that? add. To, to, to continue <laughs> I just, with that. I just hid. <laughs> I, just, I grabbed hold of your hand. <laughs> just to say that all my family are vegans. Now I'm not a vegan. I, I do eat meat, although I do feel bad about it. I'm one of these liberal, wishy-washy types who hasn't made the leap because I enjoy having meat in my diet. But obviously, you've been a vegan for years, Katie. But I think one of the big problems is mass production. And the fact that so many animals are having such awful, awful conditions in the short lives that they have. I'm discovering so many incredible recipes and ingredients that are available, but they're not available on street corners. And I think there should be a supermarket on every street corner with all the incredible vegan innovations that you see online. Uh, that are available in certain parts of the world and also like for like so you've got direct substitutes for meats readily available and cheaper because then it gets mass produced Katie you're waving (laughs) it goes way beyond being a vegan Uh, I mean much as that's very important but what we're looking at we have to break down these enormous companies that uh, have got alternatives you go to a supermarket we lived for many years, thank you very much, with four apples in a brown paper bag. Thank yep. you. Yep. Wrapping yep. our meat beautifully. Now, if one person's going to bang on a bag... You know, if your meat is produced properly, we don't need to mass produce it. I'm, I, they're looking at me, they're going, would you just take her home <laughs> and give her a Valium drip? You know, but I do feel very passionately about this because, mm. it, for me, this is far more... I know it sounds awful, but it's it's so important that we get these big companies mm. to stop yep. this overkilling mm. waste. Everything has to be wrapped in five miles of plastic. Oh, I went to a well-known supermarket. Oh, okay, I'll stop now. Oh, no, 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 but I just <laughs> wanted to get some apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> They had no 
loose apples for some reason. And, you know, all, they were nice four apples with plastic wrapping with, on a cardboard tray. Oh, and you think, why? I just I take want... it all up to the counter and say, excuse me. And did you know in us? Oh, can I just quickly say this? And I promise I'll shut up. Oh, no. Um, just, we're just, we're, we're just, just got another bottle of Prosecco. We're on, yes. we're on, oh, they're, my God. They're Sorry happy. About that. And Nick just put his pyjamas on. Gail <laughs> is cleaning her teeth. <laughs> no, just to say, in Australia, this chap over there got a tracking system. Because, you know, I hear people saying, oh, yes, well, I separate all my rubbish and I pay for my plastic bags. Oh, jolly good, darling. Um, Anyway, so he put this tracking thing on all the recycling stuff outside. All the stuff that was recycled was just all being pushed together into landfill. Mm. There was no separating Mm. of it. Mm. And, you see, they are trying to tell us we're doing the right thing. Mm. They're doing nothing mm. and, and the same thing's been happening here they discovered yeah. with recycling oh, yeah. recently it's not going to live on a farm it really no. is just you know it's landfill or, or out to sea or whatever but one little thing I, I remember seeing on Facebook actually but uh, they're, they're creating new plastic bags which aren't plastic mm. and are biodegradable mm. and animals can eat them I mean how brilliant is that but nice why can't we get them right why can't yes. they just get those out like next year it's a supply and demand thing there's been a somehow maybe it was just the timing of things and Blue Planet and whatever, but this thing mm. came out about plastic straws and now oh yeah in, we're now using pasta in, in London. To... There's these kind of like paper straws, which means obviously you have to drink your drink a lot more quickly mm. so it doesn't go soggy, which you know is fine by me. But they're, um, they're using, they're using <laughs> pasta for straws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure, no, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Have and never thought of drinking out um, of a glass. Yeah, it's um. Well, you know, you don't want to mess up your lip. I'm sorry, but I don't know what these are. They're crisps, my darling. Are they really? Yes. I rather thought I was eating flooring. <laughs> well, I did Chris, my what best. Are they tortillas? They're probably vegan. They're, yeah, but I'm sure they're I vegan. I think they are because I can't taste them. Do people feel that the future is vegan? Because I think that is inevitably where um, Western society is going to go. And it, sh- and it no, should be. You see, that's all or nothing again. Mm. There is a balance. No, I'm talking about 100, 200 years down the line, you know. I think people will still have, uh, you know... A desire to eat a certain amount yeah. of meat. I, 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 think, I think. I mean, so I, you think I'm, a lot of that is down to attitudes of that we're brought up. With. I, I mean, the meat, sub, the meat substitutes are so good now. A lot of them, you couldn't yeah. tell whether they're meat well, or not. I mean, especially yeah, corn. Vegetarian and corn. Uh, corn is brilliant. So mm. I mean, we created that in Doctor Who. Yeah, and the in Green Death. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You see, you're on my subject now, kids. Come on, go on. Corn's great because it's 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 actually it's created, whereas whereas soy things you're you know as much as soy products are brilliant to, to taste that that you are going back to the same thing of it's a product that has to be created and harvested and then that has certain and it's also kind of got effects, a so. nasty chewiness have you ever had a, a oh, soy soy it's horrible nice uh, edamame bean yeah you had it as a but, chili but, but, corn but, is um, great it, 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 corn the, the great thing is corn yeah, is yeah, mushroom it's like a micro protein so it's, yeah. it's grown as like a, it's, I didn't know it's, that it's, it's like a we a went down the Amazon to find this particular mushroom if we say corn a lot more will we get some free corn products <laughs> Professor, Jones, <laughs> Professor Jones took no, Casey up the Amazon. No, but they hadn't invented it. Yeah. That didn't come oh. until the 80s. Yeah. This is 1972. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, it was very forward. And it wasn't called no. corn. Episode. It was, you know, it was, I don't know what it was called. Oh, it was I don't know. Gunk. Yeah. There's this new steak that actually, well, it's not steak, but it bleeds. So oh, that's, 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 that's not necessary. No. That is really not necessary. That that's would not necessary. Off. Does it cry out when you stab it with a fork? Does it look at you and say, Help me. We're back to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Let's not roast abattoir. So moving to our next big topic and the Me Too campaign, which obviously ties in with Operation U Tree here. In a reminder on Me Too, um, actress Alyssa Milano suggested uh, on Twitter that anyone who had um, been sexually harassed or assaulted should reply to her tweet with Me Too to demonstrate the scale of the problem. Now, half a million people responded in the first 24 hours. Does the historic casting couch still exist in 2018? And how far do we feel we've moved forward in the last 10 years? 
Well, I think basically harassment and se sexual abuse is bad. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, I, mean, I think that sort of sums it up. We can all mm. agree with that. Mm. Yeah. What's good is people are getting braver about coming out mm. uh, because it's awful. You know, it's been awful for women because if you're not in a position of power, then you don't work. Mm. Uh, and it was, it's been very easy for the, the Weinsteins and all the rest uh, to make sure mm. that they... I mean, come on, he was surrounded by a company. Mm. He was surrounded on films, mm. film sets. People must have seen the way he behaved. Mm. Uh, and yet he was allowed to continue. Mm. And everybody, you know, everybody is culpable. The Writers Guild and all the unions now have released... Think about how you have to behave on set. Mm. And if you see something and don't report it, then you are equally responsible. Mm. Yes. You know, whether it's taking a person aside and saying, can you watch that? That might be misconstrued or report it. So much has come to light when you look at stuff like um, institutional sexual abuse, things that all our, you know, Savile, Operation yeah. U-Tree, oh, yes. the, the um, se child sexual exploitation cases in, in, in various towns and cities in the UK, and then the Me Too campaign. But I do still think it's a lot of it is very much the tip of the iceberg mm -hmm. and there have been systemic. And, and then, you know, and, and, and looking at it in a, and please, I, I hope I don't come across as male and patronising in this way, there's a difference between between abuse and then and then aside from that constant harassment mm. and certain behaviors that are supposed to be presented as acceptable that women have to in, have had to encounter in workplaces and weather for for you know across across industry it's not just on top of the pops and whatever there's mm. all these things and i think the the me too campaign hopefully i just as long as it keeps up momentum and mm. perpetrators still getting get keep getting caught and found out and called out really and i kind of mm. i guess at least now Hopefully, the next time some sleazy executive puts his hand on someone's knee, the 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 young actress who's he's doing it to will or feel actor. or actor mm -hmm. will, 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 will feel yeah. that's not acceptable. And but, but how do we feel about the reality shows like you know Big Brother, you know that recent incident we've had with uh, Ryan Thomas and uh, uh, Roxanne, whatever her name is. I'm probably going to get shot for saying this. I have my gun here, Katie, so... Um, I, I mean, I, I met Weinstein, for what it's worth, when I was living in L.A. And my friend, I'm not going to use any names here, um, you know, and there was another very famous director there. I'm not going to use it. Um, and she came up, she, they want to take us out for dinner. I said, they're repulsive. Now, I didn't know who he was. Now, I've always had this attitude to men. If you repulse me, I'm, you know, whereas if you're nice, you can put your hand on me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm smart enough to know what's good and what's nice. Yeah. Um, but and what happened was I just said, no, I'm so... And she said, yeah, but they're so powerful. Now, this person was also very highly successful. Mm. I have never thought... Mm. about somebody being powerful. Mm. I mean, if you're not cute and I, and I don't fancy you, I'm not going out to dinner <laughs> with you um, just because you can give me a job because that's not what I came it's into bit, this well, business to weird, do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm only throwing that yeah. in there. I'm not by in mm. any way mm. taking away this, from a very, very mm. serious But you're allowing, you're allowing natural attraction to, to, to but still I'm all, be well, part I of the world. Well, I always do because I didn't yeah. know anything Absolutely. else. And the, the other thing is, and I was, you know, offered a five-year contract at MGM when yeah. I was 15, 16, something mm. like that. You mm. know, I mean, there's all those things have been in my life, but mm. I didn't deal with that. But I do know people who has dealt in terrible situations. Yes, yes. But I know people, other women, who have mm. overreacted mm. and used But I was going to actually situation. not stand up for Roxanne, but I understand from the interview I saw on um, the January Vine show, um, mm. she was saying that she didn't feel she had that relationship with this mm. chap, Ryan, for him to suddenly go to her and start mock punching her. Mm. And if she is a victim of abuse, I mean, I understand that she but took she it too far. She held the pillow mm. there. But also, I think, I think I'm the sorry, thing, I saw I, it. Yeah, the so did I. I don't... Is, it, no, but I, but a, I think she... It's a TV programme and it's yeah. kind of like she this kind problems. of... She has problems. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah. But it's a manipulated environment where where, you know, a load of people are put together who don't know each other, who are living in very close quarters and, and these things happen. Mm -hmm. And then they're encouraged to come in and talk about how they're feeling about things and yeah. whatever. So, so 
she's she, you know, she she obviously did a, did a terrible thing for painting him in that way, and she, but she and believed she, it in her mind. That's well, the impression she, I, I get. Yeah, she, yeah. she, she was get. recalling former experience and stuff, but it just seemed but why like would, why would you do that on it. national well, telly? I, I, why I, would you do it on that? Sorry, yeah. sorry. Why well, teach you a lesson? Why would you do it on national <laughs> telly? An actress goes on a reality oh, program. Okay. Who, who? <clears throat> let's put it this way: she hasn't starred in many films lately. Uh, Who's an Emmerdale farm? But, but, but I think it's interesting. It's interesting what we were saying earlier about about um, you know some of the sort of celebrities. It's that thing with um, with someone like her, where I think you know she made a bad call. She did something that made that was that made someone else look really bad. And you know it's interesting that she she went on Jeremy Vine. She owned up to it, but. Again, in our in our media and on she Twitter, there's choice, there's only she? she's she's only the worst person ever to walk the earth. Who's mm. this incredible, yes. horrible that's person? What, that, well, that's or that's she's, what upsets me. And, it, yeah. and it's just interesting yes, that you know. Right. And, and to, I think to be fair, when she came out, she, she said it was wrong. But and, and I, you know, and in a way, I'm really pleased that he he won. And actually, I, I watched mm. him on the um, he was on that show last year, the Bear Grylls Island thing, oh, and, okay. he, and he came across as a very nice young man, and actually met the the one of the other contestants on that is he, they met and they got together romantically on that show, and they're still together. Oh. And so, you know, I don't think he's someone who would, with intent, hurt a woman or ever. Mm-hmm. Interesting about the Weinstein thing. There was, I think, maybe a week or two ago, was released a video of a a victim of his who has alleged that he raped her, but. Also, this video was her, she was a, a businesswoman who was meeting him um, to demonstrate a particular product. And in order to, as part of her business pitch and to learn from it, she had set up a camera while she's doing it. And it's, it's available to watch online now. And basically, yeah. you see her, him come in and and she's pitching this product. And he keeps continually diverting the conversation away to, oh, you're really pretty, whatever, do you mind if I, you know. And, and you yeah. can see her as a, as a young woman who's clearly very capable in her field trying really hard to deflect, 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 bring it back to the topic, bring mm. it back to the topic. Because actually, it is that thing where she's like, I'm in here with this massive, massive, powerful man who could make my company really work, mm. this amazing opportunity, and I've got a pitch. I can't really run out of the room screaming. I have to keep, you know, and it's it's painful to watch because you can see that he persists, persists, persists. And it's almost like, you know, people in this situation where they have to wriggle one way, wriggle another. Um, so... The, the, wor- the worst thing about I think Scary. about the Weinstein oh. legacy is when all these women come forward, um, Ashley Judd or other people, you think, wow, actually, I remember for me, like me and my husband were at home, we, we like nothing more when we want a Saturday night in to watch a, those old 90s and early noughties Ashley <laughs> Judd thrillers. She was like, she was in these kind of like, you know, along come a spider, all these things. And suddenly yep. you think about it, she, she's gone from from films mm-hmm. and it's because she was blacklisted and 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 then you think about people like Ooh. marissa tomai and some of these other people mira savino and all the all these other people mm-hmm. are named and and you think you know that's not going to come back they they hopefully will get roles now and people but but they are of a, of a different age and they're mm-hmm. kind of, you know and you think out of someone's own arrogance that someone turned turned him down he's mm-hmm. just done that mm-hmm. and you just yeah. think what, so what I want to see is someone to make some amazing film with casting all these women all in it and women put them all in. in. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, you know, power to them for coming forward and doing what they're doing because it has opened the door. Mm. Yes, there are going to be some people who are going to make little bits and pieces up here and there. We've also got to be very careful too. And I say this, it's very it's hard saying things sometimes because it, it, it people take me the wrong way. But... I don't want men to be vilified to such an extent Mm. that children start looking at their fathers Mm. and their uncles Mm. and their grandfathers Mm. as being these evil men because you're feeding this information mm, yes. into underdeveloped mind underdeveloped mm. and also mind. to allow and that worries me mm. yeah, because to, to allow men and women to flirt mm. in a natural way I was just going to say yeah. look at me I just grabbed this man's hand <laughs> good luck Katie <laughs> oh honey don't worry I know <laughs> hold on I was married for seven years I know it, was <laughs> it comes to a collective responsibility of modelling good behaviours it's like you know it's like yeah let's not vote. Fo- it's easy to focus on the negative, and actually yeah. there is a lot of positive. But but 
therefore people may need to make that extra bit of effort to actually you know if you if you're walking past a, a, a someone who's quite attractive do you need to really obviously check them up and down do you need to wolf whistle do you need to give you know it's, it's all those kind of things that you know and you'll talk to some people about these i mean I no but you talk about these sort of microaggressions mm. people you know mm. the people who are dealing with both sort of like um, <laughs> they do the same to me. sexism or racism is these mm. these microaggressions that are day-to-day yeah. things that are little that, but they can, you know, you can almost imagine like, you know, you're walking down the street and you're feeling a certain way. And if you've then had five people you pass look at you a certain way or, or do something or, you know, then that's going to have a cumulative effect. So I think you're totally right. You know, dads and husbands and partners and everyone, you know, it shouldn't be demonised, but they should also mm. be You know, sometimes people, good. guys come up to you and it, and it still happens to me. Would you believe that? It does. Of course um, it does. And it they'll, does. you know, they'll say, <laughs> oh, you know, you look really lovely. And I say, thank you, darling. And they say, you know, can you, because I've no reason to say anything nasty. Mm. I haven't done anything. Mm, no. And they've just come up. And I think it takes a bit of courage to come yeah. up. You know? But can I just say sometimes when I compliment a woman and I can be quite expressive about the way I do it, I sometimes think, oh my God, I, I, I hope they, they're getting this the right way. And I, I make a point of saying, look, I hate, you know, uh, I'm not hitting on you or anything because I'm a screaming whoopsie, as a whoopsie is my, my little term. <laughs> and, um, and also, late at night, now, this is something that's just, it's frustrating for me, um, but it's obviously much worse for the woman concerned. If I'm walking home and suddenly from a side road, a, a, a woman uh, comes in and then she's walking in front of me in a, in a sort of a darkened area area at night then I feel automatically that I've got to uh, as soon as possible cross the road so they don't think I'm, I'm a potential attacker I mean it's mm. it's sad that they have to feel like that and it's obviously a bit of a hassle for me to cross the road when I might end up having to take a longer route home <laughs> but that's gentlemanly I know I know I know you know female friends of mine I think I, I can basically go out and about any time of the day be drunk as this as whatever, walking around at four o'clock in the morning. And, and yes, I'm vulnerable to certain things, probably more vulnerable to uh, to myself than anything else, but still things mm. can happen. However, there's not that sense that, you know, walking across an empty car park in the middle of the night, and, it's, and it is... It's, Which car it, parks? <laughs> it's, it's, it's terrible that, 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 that women have to limit their behaviour because of the, the possible behaviours of men. And then also mm. when it gets down to the whole, like, dressing a certain way. And there's been, and that's the other thing about you look about the past few years, there's been all these marches about, you know, about saying, well, actually, we can dress, well, they, you know, they call them the slut walks, this kind of thing. It's mm. like, actually, don't don't say that I'm a, I'm a slut because I'm dressed in a certain way. I can dress a certain way. Mm. The problem is the people who then think that because I'm dressing a certain way, it's acceptable Absolutely. to have non-consensual sex with me. I think it would be really good if men... Were, could become women just for like a week or two, just mm. to find out, we just to get all the Nick. Yeah, just, never just to get all the subtleties, you know. But also, we see yeah. men on building sites and in the hot weather. I you wait know, take... to be wolf whistled. Yeah, it never happens <laughs> to no, me. But you know, you see men with their shirts off in summer and all the rest, and we don't. I mean. You don't jump off, you know. We can control ourselves, is what I'm trying to say. about men without their shirts on and their bottoms. And, you know, we are people. Mm, I mean, we are little three homosexual men here who uh, sort of... You know, we're we're little human beings. Imagining this man on the... You know, whether you're gay or you're not gay, it doesn't really matter. We're all little human beings. How do you want that person to feel? If you want them to feel good because you've complimented them, then that's great. If you want them to feel... Oh, I'm, I'm in with a chance with this person, and yeah. that's not so good. No, that's creepy. It's, it's creepy, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it is about the intent. You know, if I want yeah. to compliment a woman, then I'll compliment a woman, and I would, I would hate to think that someone would would feel uncomfortable yeah. if it's I say good to how look attractive them in you the look. eyes when you're doing it, Most rather definitely. than anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I definitely look you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't see, so I don't know what the hell's going on. I've never crossed a car park because I don't even know I'm in one half the time. <laughs> So let's move to technology now. Let's look at how things have quite dramatically altered in the last 10 years. I remember just thinking back to being a child of the 70s and trying to imagine the future. Our world now is almost science fictionally unrecognisable compared to that time. So, I mean, how do we feel about how things have changed? Has it made our lives better? Has it made our lives more frenetic? Definitely more frenetic. Okay. Definitely. I think it's it's better, yeah. But I think it's frenetic. Yeah, um, we are on all the time, yeah. so you cannot get away. So, so we talked about social media. We're always on social media. You know, the Twitter, the Facebook. Mm. It's very difficult to switch off. I mean, I, 
I, when I arrived here this evening, mm. I was on the phone. Yes, you were. Now, ten, <laughs> ten minutes, I was just standing there. I know, it was a work call, you know, at 6.30 in the evening. <laughs> T- ten years ago, that probably, uh, it was probably just about getting in, wasn't mm. it? I think, I think I had a Blackberry ten years ago. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but now the iPhone is taken yeah. over the world. Mm. Um, so I do think it's bad in the fact that we're always on, mm. but it's great in the fact that we are so much more educated. Mm. You know, if, if I want to know something, I Google it immediately. I kind of think all that stuff's great because it means we have, we can do anything anyway, but also it sometimes means that we're not in the moment of what's going on. An example is today I was just walking down the street, walking to work between the, the, the train station and my office, and I suddenly thought, oh, it's my friend's birthday next week, and I just instinctively picked up my phone, walking along, going to Amazon, click, 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 and uh-huh. actually that that is, I've, I've missed four minutes of kind of calm just mm-hmm. walking to work da, 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 and kind of mm. like yes and I've got a job done but I could have done that another time and it's also that thing about um, sometimes it's your you know, birthday darling yeah. I've said to many people <laughs> if you don't lick the stamp don't bother to wish me happy birthday I'm sorry but and this is a special occasion yeah, and and like, all these yeah. people sending me I don't want your ratty little oh gosh it's her birthday but it's, send a quick email it's like it's like, it's like some it's like the, little picture the, on it that they've put together yeah, of, but it's oh, like no it's like thanks. the Google thing other search engines are available <laughs> although probably more were available 10 years ago and they've all kind of died down now mm. ask Jeeves and um, <laughs> but it is that thing you know you're at a dinner party and you're talking about something, you were like, "Oh, who was that?" And it's, and yes, you can then look up the answer, but actually, is that getting in the way of just the conversation going? Yeah. And then yes, kind of like, you know, think about it. Like, it'll come back yeah. to you. Yeah, you know, I, I, mm. I think, yeah, it's absolutely true. And I remember, and also, it? there's a lot of things that aren't true on there that are wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And I've challenged many little yeah. Google yeah. facts out well, there, I, 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 including I, my life. I remember years ago. This was a bit more than ten years ago. This was probably sort of early 2000s, just after I graduated living with friends. There's times when, with middle of the night, we'd be back having a few wines, uh, back from the pub, sort of one o'clock in the morning, sort of have an idea. And in those days, you used to you know, quite often phone the operator for various things on, on your landline of the phone. And we would phone the operator to ask them questions because we just knew these were these were people who were working in the middle of the night and they might know the answer to this. So saying, oh, yeah, like, what was the name of that blue peach presenter from whatever? And you think, God, they must just be bored of all these like drunk students. Uh, up. But, um, but also, you know, I remember telegraph- when you phoned Tim to get the time. Yeah. And that oh, was, Tim. And some people were very, very lonely. Yeah. And just to hear, at the third stroke, it's so warming, isn't it? Just saying, uh, at the third stroke, it will be 12, 24, precisely. I think people should sample beep, that. Beep, um, beep. I think we've just got the next voice. For yeah, the... we've got the next <laughs> voice. <laughs> but also, there was Agent, tele- get on that. <laughs> there was a telegraph information line that mm. any time you wanted to fact check, and mm. I think it was free, wasn't it? Mm. You mm. rang the telegraph information service. Okay. But what has changed for writers, and especially script writers, mm. there used to be a glorious lull because you'd spend weeks or months or whatever writing your script, and then you would post it. Yes! Uh. You'd lick the stamp, <laughs> darling. Yeah, I remember also, that. you had a break. Because it would take a day, so you two got days, nothing, three yeah. days, until yeah. even it was delivered, mm. never mind read. And you knew you had peace. <laughs> but now you you email a script and it can palm back at you yeah. within hours. I remember a, a few years ago, we had Terence Frisbee um, on the mm. show, uh, the, you know, playwrights, and, uh, and of course worked with Dear Katie. Yes, absolutely, girl in my soup. And uh, what happened was he had to write an episode of a script, uh, which was that TV show um, Adam Adamant Lives, and um, and he hadn't written it. He hadn't ri- had time to write it. He was working on other stuff. He got a, then he got a call from the people saying, um, "Oh, well, you know, have you sent the script yet?" And he said, uh, I've, "No, I've, sorry, I've missed the post, unfortunately, um, but I'll I'll get it in uh, on Monday." And of course, it gave him a whole weekend to you know drinking coffee, 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 etc., to uh, get the script done, get it sent off in time. So that sort of essentially saved his bacon. But obviously you couldn't do that now. The lovely thing too, gosh, I I really am now getting to that age where I'm hearing myself saying things. I was a little revolutionary back. Here I'm now about to say something. To get a letter, she's laughing at me, but you get a letter... I yeah. write letters. Letters are lovely. Oh, yes. And I hand make all my cards, mm. you know, not some. out of kits. Mm. I mean, I do, you know, I cut out hundreds of my. It's that putting, and I taught my children this, it's 
putting in, when someone does something for you, you are making, I wouldn't let them put a computerized letter out. Mm. It's putting, you read somebody's hand, you look at somebody's handwriting, you look at old letters, and you, you that writing is emotional. It's almost like having a picture with it. And you can't get that no, on no, a no, computer. Also photograph. And you save letters yeah. and you tie them up with mm. red bows. <laughs> I found love letters from my parents. And I can't oh. tell you how much they love yeah. Each other yeah, yeah, yeah. and reading these beautiful <laughs> words because he was a great writer. I mean, reading well, these beautiful and, words, it, it's like it's poetry, and darling. It's, and it's, it's and I guess, stunning. I guess that's the worry with things now is it's you know, it's great that we can swap messages and you know, uh, but is that thing sometimes where I'm thinking. I've arranged to meet someone, but I'm just trying to check the details. Oh, was it on Messenger? Was it on WhatsApp? No. Was it? And you're going through all these things. <laughs> but the other thing is, well, we, we we have all our information, our messages, and our photos hosted on things that actually we say the cloud, but it's not like it's in the cloud and one day it'll rain down. It's actually in big servers somewhere mm. that mm-hmm. owned by companies who actually could, you know, and it's that thing about do how often do we print off our photos, we don't have photo albums, that kind of thing and it's like, you know, we have our, our Facebook Photograph wall. albums, that's another thing, I have an argument with my brother about this quite a lot um, he's all for taking photographs out of albums and sort of assembling them, taking, you know, a, a, a screenshot if you like and putting it on the computer, but some of these old albums we've got family albums have menus stuck in, bus tickets um, of the time and uh, programmes of plays and stuff like that and it, it, it's really like a, a you know the original Facebook, if you like, and mm. to, to to just break all that up. I mean, even if you just gave it to a museum or something. I think photo albums. We're talking twenty years ago. I think probably ten years ago, what people were doing was taking photos digitally mm. with digital cameras and then getting them printed out or getting those like online photo books made and that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas now. It's none of that. It's just it's all on your Instagram. It's all on your feed. It's yeah. all on it. And that's another thing we talk about passing is Instagram and the selfie. Yes. You know, uh-huh. yes. selfie Selfies. used to be something that oh. the selfie was okay, something you used to okay. take when you were on holiday on your own and didn't have anyone nearby. And it was great. And, and the people it's... die when they take selfies. Yeah. They fall off cliffs. And yeah. Things, yeah. Don't yeah. They? Well, Katie and I. That's why we, we were we held you up because we saw something. <laughs> you were we doing wanted a, to selfie. Take a selfie with it outside. <laughs> <laughs> but, you right. know, I would have happily taken that photograph too with my box brownie. What's a birdie? have known how to light it beautifully yes, in black and yeah. white, which nobody knows. Well, nobody. There are a few left, you know, to get beautiful because everybody now is bang it out there. And also, you want to have your loved ones around you in frames. You don't want to say, oh, I'm just going to look at my family. I'll just stick them all on and they all go shooting. That's the one thing I take with me everywhere. I abandon everything in life, right? And I take my photographs. <laughs> just put something <laughs> in my mouth that I cannot. <laughs> but there's, so, there's, so, there's lots of sweeties on. Just to explain, we put lots of sweeties under Christmas. <laughs> the veneers. <laughs> the veneers. Like, so, so Nick, we, we have to talk about artificial intelligence. Okay, before, let's talk before about we finish technology. So Alexa. Mm. I've oh, got yes. several Alexas at home. Yeah. She turns off my lights for me. She plays music for Does me. She, she turn puts you the on, radio though? for well. <laughs> she probably would if I asked her. <laughs> um, but do you know what? The other night Alexa. I was staying away with work. Yeah. I was staying away with work and I felt guilty because I asked Siri to set my alarm instead of Alexa. Oh, she was jealous. No, she was absolutely. jealous. But, <laughs> two times. I know. I two times artificial intelligence. But, <laughs> but I think that's probably one of the biggest changes in the last mm. probably 12 months. Yes. Don't you ever feel like punching her? Because I hear that voice. If I heard that voice coming that's at me first thing in the morning, mm. I would want to punch it. I suppose the last obvious subject is how do we feel about ourselves? How have we progressed in the last 10 years and uh, where do we see ourselves going, etc, etc? Are we happy with our lot in 2018? All I can say is if I'm fine today, that'll do. Um, and well, that's good. In terms of living in the moment. And I, I don't yeah. know, I've never had a plan. No. I don't do career mm. plans and mm. you just... Kind of, I just do. So you that's have a great, not really the question to us. I just, dearly. I'm so blessed and oh, oh, that's oh you, I got my pen going here. <laughs> So, Gail, one of your big things is Monty and Co, a preschool mm. children's series. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, a few different things, because the, the difference is taking control. It's easier to do now <laughs> because, you know, it's not just BBC, ITV mm. or whatever. Mm. I'd done a series when I first started, Pipkins with Hartley Hair. Mm. Uh, that was so yes. Wow, really? Yeah. That was you? Yeah. 
and the Chuckle Brothers. She did Chuckle Vision, yes. most of Chuckle Vision. Oh, wow. Yeah, yes, the oh. Chuckle Brothers. I love Absolutely. Them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we all stayed friends from, you know, Pipkins ran for 10 oh, years. We and we finished it. And wow. we all stayed 10 friends. Years. Yeah. I didn't realize it. And we decided, sod this, you know, we want to work together again. We don't want to do it for a mm. studio who takes two or three years to get back to you on anything. And so we did it. We created a, we created a series mm. ourselves. Uh, we put in some seed money, but mm. we qualified for the tax breaks mm. for television series. We raised finance, and and it looks amazing. I've seen it. Yeah, I've, I went to see it on set being filmed, and I've seen an episode screen that was BFI. Where was it? Yeah, the BFI. And when, do is, we, when do we get it done? Well, hopefully th that's the next step. We just filmed the first 34, 11 episodes. episodes. Oh wow! Congratulations! And thank you. I'm a shareholder. Can yes, I say? I'm a shareholder. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thanks As in, you're not holding me. a photo of Cher. Very social like media. Turn that time. <laughs> We're building an app mm -hmm. uh, and also talking distribution. So, Amazing. That's and it's interesting because it's five of us doing what the studio would have done for us before. Mm. And it's great. I mean, it's great because it's mm. the closest to let's put on a show in a barn mm. uh, and getting really pretentious. Mm. You know, join me at Pretension Corner. But <laughs> I, 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 discovered, <laughs> I discovered I came from a long family of actor writers and all the rest. Fabulous. And it was some of my relatives were part of the start of silent films. Mm -hmm. And you go because the family was theatre first and the younger ones went into silent film. And I thought, yeah, because that's what one's doing. You're always looking for the next frontier. Yeah. What's the next new th way to People get to the People have suggested audience? I should be on silent radio. I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually bought... I bought two collections of, <laughs> of family members, their silent okay. films. And aside from wanting to see them, it was wanting to see... Finally, a member of my family who was silent. <laughs> <laughs> my children would like it. So that's it. It's taking control. That's brilliant. Paul, what about you? You seem to be doing so much more than, than is your day-to-day uh, -day remit of working with missing persons. Your life is very full, sir. I think it's interesting from what, what, what Gail said, I suppose it's a, a sort of side thing, is that nowadays it seems possible and kind of acceptable to do lots of different mm. things and there's not a set path for stuff. Mm. And exactly that thing of, like, actually, if you've got a great idea and a group of people who are really creative and you know what you're doing, why not do it if it's not going to happen through it in another way or it's going to be too much hassle? And I think similar to that, sort of 10 years ago, I had a, a job, I was working as a distribution manager at the Big Issue magazine, working with homeless people. It was great. I was doing a few other things, bits of writing. But since then, yeah, I'm now I'm head of helplines at Missing People. It's a full-time job, but I also um, do DJing. I promote two nights, a Pop Horror, which is a cabaret night, Athena, which is an 80s night. I've um, been involved in film producing and currently writing a panto for the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. It's almost like it's just great now that there doesn't have to be a I am but You've this. also exec well, produced a few films, haven't you? Um, I, was I was associate producer for Honey Trap oh, and wow. I also um, had a production assistant role on um, The Time of Their Lives. Yes, yeah, well, absolutely. Joan Collins, Collins and Pauline Collins. Mm. So that's right. Sarah Sulich. She's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. With, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so I think it's great and, and I, I guess it just feels like I feel probably more like me now. I'm 41 mm. and I'm kind of like it, it, I'm doing lots of different <clears throat> things that suit me and they're all quite different but in a way they complement different parts of my personality oh, so lucky boy Andy yeah um, do you know I don't know what my next chapter is yet um, and that's a little bit disconcerting um, so I used to know what my future looked like and then I did the future so, <laughs> so so I had two dreams one to own a coffee shop which I did and one to work in HR which I did and still do um I came out when I was 34, so in real terms, I'm only 12. Yes. <laughs> um, so as I say, hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> Paul, if you're listening. <laughs> um, so I don't know what the next bit is for me. Uh, certainly, I think there is more to come. But sometimes I wonder what the next thing will be, and I worry that there isn't. That's called an adventure, path. darling. If you know what's yes. going to happen, you can't have an that's adventure. No, that's what? true. You know, and an adventure is quite a nice thing to have. And I like that. And certainly my life is totally an adventure because I don't know which way it's going to go. No. I, I have no exciting. idea what tomorrow looks like. You and if you're only you 12, you have to have adventures, darling, you know. But you're open to it. <laughs> yes. That's the thing, to be open to possibilities. Yes. Completely. Yeah. Completely. You know, and if There's you don't have a things. space for it, because you should, you know, I think that's another thing. A lot of people overthink these days, and that's why a lot of people go through the problems 
that are related to overthinking. Mm. I've uh, experienced yeah. a lot of this. Yeah. Life will always come and interrupt. You have to be very mm. flexible and leave spaces for things to change. Otherwise, you're trying to constantly bang yeah. that square peg into that hole because I planned it that but there's way. A, there's, a lot, there's a lot of pressure as well, and I kind of think it's interesting, again, going back to review in the past 10 years, how how it seems like you could say that as a symptom of our, of our age that lots of people are, are struggling with mental health issues and that kind mm. of thing but actually it's, it's possibly more that we we all have been for a long time and now mm. yeah. it's okay to say it and I think that's a really amazing thing if you look at the past time sort of five years ago mm. that stigma is slowly being chipped away at and people feel comfortable to talk about that and I think you know it's kind of like a it's a modern issue mm. of mental health issues and it's great that people should be able to talk about it on oh, the same God, level yeah. Just as an SNS plug, we've well. got Johnny Benjamin coming on the show. Oh, the lovely Johnny Benjamin. I've met him through my, my work in Missing People and oh, great advocate in it for, for mental health issues and tells his story brilliantly. And yeah, people like him telling their stories, yeah. like we talked earlier about victims of different things. So about stories. It, it really empowers people to say, actually, that happens to me. Or yeah, sometimes I feel like that. And actually there is help there and there's people to talk to. So Brilliant. yeah, that's something that's a really I've positive thing. I've two short years, films about mental, mental health issues. Oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's one of the most important things to mm. open up to that people mm. don't feel that they're alone for, for me i think if i had been you know when i was young if i'd had the pressures of everything i did feeling like i need to share it online and be not just not yes. just sort of judged and working alongside my peers at school and whatever but also mm. online and on instagram and all that kind of thing it mm-hmm. must be a, a minefield for kids to get and, to and young those. young people also you know we all know that it becomes very important to what you look like so you're yes. adding all mm. these extra things well, now well, but katie i saw this this i saw this advert and i thought it was a joke at first but it was it wasn't it was an advert on it came up on instagram i won't take it personally why it was on my instagram but basically it was an app that allows you to post a to have a have a photograph of you and put abs on and it had all these mm-hmm. things how you move that you can put abs on you can put tattoos mm-hmm. on your arms mm-hmm. you can move bags on your eyes you can check and, and just so basically you then get this this photo of you that you can put on instagram that has that looks and is what you think is the perfect you with yeah. these abs you would never have because you're probably physically not going to have them and, but, but the thing mm-hmm. is what you what you get is a validation of 500 people liking it and that's mm-hmm. what gets you through the day but, but the reality is it's not it's not and you who cares and, anyway and, and you know it's a lie that's yeah, the big exactly. thing you know yeah. it's a lie so Actually, and all then, that those five hundred likes. You don't get the five hundred likes. Just like, yeah. oh my god! It's... You can get a spray on tan with abs now. You yeah. know, I'm planning yeah. to do it with my. Oh, I with thought my you had. This is another little thing I'll say. Actually, talking about spray on abs from my my cabaret world is drag kings. Um, oh, yes. We all know about drag queens, but drag kings—they're the thing in London. The past few years, they did that on Daytime TV. And they have. Yeah. Uh, well, it's um, it's uh, drag performers who perform as male, and they so, shove socks down so, their trousers so, to look. So like... often yeah. that they might be they oh, might be female, but they will. But they're not. Well, I yeah. did. So, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, lots of lots of drag kings. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's really shocked me that Instagram thing. That it was like, why we spend all that time putting this photo that's just not. But you see, I think yeah. I think it's really really sad, and and you know, because it's bad enough trying to find self worth even in, and I have quite a lot of teenage followers now through you know Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane. <laughs> and um, casualty. Sorry. Casualty, sorry. darling. Casualty. You had Lyme's disease on casualty. <laughs> oh, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, no, it's important. And Lyme's disease is important. Um, yeah. And it is. It's, it's a, and, you know, little was known about it. But um, I, I think, too, that it's, it's so hard that self-worth is really, really hard to find mm. and people are very good at hiding things and hiding things. And I'm working quite a lot with some of these young children now who've been self-harmers mm. and so on. I think that is one of the things I worry about the social media with mm. and the constant attacking mm. and judgmentalness mm. and what you've got to look like. I do think that's something in this yeah. world right now that mm. is worrying. And when you've got low self-esteem, it's great that there's a way, something you can do that will give you instant validation, mm. as in likes or whatever, but of course the moment is it's not there, it's not, and they're not real. And it's not, you know, then that's they're not your like, friends. You know, you know, you know, you know, in the back of your head that that's not real. Yeah. So even though you might tell yourself, yeah. there is something in your brain that's saying, but it's not real. Mm. And actually, that's going to give you even more of a, a, a complex because all it's going to do is say that person who isn't me is mm. getting the likes. Mm. It won't actually affect the person mm. who is you, and you'll begin to hate yourself even more. It's these... difficult because teenagers have never changed right through time of but having also, issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. just 
now I think they're increasing. I do think there's... It's like for older actresses. I'm being quite serious now, aren't I? Because <laughs> um, one woman said to me, I've never forgotten this in L.A., and she came up to me and... <laughs> she must have had bad eyesight. She came up to me and she said, you're really beautiful. So I kind of, you know, I always feel, I, I totally can't deal with that. I'm very, because I've never felt like I was beautiful. So when someone said it, you think, oh, really? Oh, and so I go crazy. into that very British thing. You know, yeah, it's pretty about the hump. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't help yourself. You can't, and Americans don't like. Anyway, she said, tell me, you know, have you, um, have you had any surgery? And I thought, well, I'm not going to go into the, the pins and bits of <laughs> So I said, uh, no, not yet. And she said, and looked me right in the eyes and she said, how brave. And walked away. Uh, Do you know, I looked in that norm. bleeding mirror for a Ooh, week. I'm yes. looking, I've got me, I'm, you know, I mean, but, I really I mean, affected But also, me. I think that, that, that sort of sex is <laughs> right. the way women as they age are treated compared to men. It's like, you know, this year, of course, Madonna. Mm. <laughs> Queen of Pop turned 60. Amazing. Yeah. But you think... You oh, know, not had a thing done. The world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me that's what but, I'm supposed to look but, like but, at 80. Being, someone like her constantly, you know, she's, she's been, you know, an icon and producing hits for decades now. And yet, constantly, it's like, Madonna looking older, give it a good rest and whatever. It's like, you've got Rod Stewart looking like a terror hawk. <laughs> and no, nobody ever says anything. You've got you've got Mick Jagger, like, like you mm. know, and, and it's interesting that people are constantly constantly talking about women aging how they look like Debbie Harry my god she's amazing incredible mm. being through everything and it's like don't you know you know and most people who are rock stars that age the <laughs> mm. fact they're not dead is amazing yeah. And, but yeah it is this constant like but you have to realise oh. a lot of people who are not telling you've had a bit of work um, have <laughs> and I can I'm not going to go into names I think it's oh, totally come a, no on, I'm Katie. not no, so I've had a few Proseccos now let's hear all the uh, well, <laughs> I'm not going to, I haven't <laughs> and, no the thing is that there are people out there and if you actually look back at something things they were very well known people things that they were made quite famous for in the 80s um, I'm a very observant short-sighted <laughs> woman um, and they you're seeing the difference it's been very subtly and very carefully mm. done and I'm not saying it's I mean believe me I'm not saying I'm just jealous no I'm just I, I just feel that don't hold this is very hurtful for women of mm. my age mm. don't tell me the, that a, somebody looks absolutely fab that it's normal yeah. it's not normal mm. we don't age like that we this is radio we age like I have done mm. yeah. and, and the interesting yeah. thing I'm is like 72 and, and that's why year. so many people who have had work done so, end up looking wow. but people end you up that's incredible <laughs> that's why some, so many people who have had a bit of work done can kind of looking a bit odd because of course our faces mm. age and grow and whatever if you've got one bit of you that you've had changed to be something the rest of it grows around it and it just can mm -hmm. and I'm sure as you say some people have probably had really good oh, work trust done. me I can subtly, sit here and name subtly, names subtly, on subtly, that just moisturise um, just moisturise <laughs> use serum yeah, as well right. so, you sound so, like the Dalek in yes. Dalek's moisturise so, moisturise me, me. <laughs> the new Top Gun film Obviously, oh, yeah. Tom Cruise is going to be in it. Kelly McGillis, not so much. No. Is, is it that she doesn't want to, or is she just not invited? I to don't do think she's been invited. Which, you know, she hasn't. She hasn't lasted the tests of time no. as particularly well as Tom has. But then Tom's got Scientology on his side, so yeah. 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 <laughs> he'll, he'll be come down. And, he'll, be, he'll be plucked up to the mothership or whatever they do. <laughs> Prosecco, so um, I think it's time to sort of uh, raise a toast to us all for the last 10 years. And happy 10 years! Happy 10 year anniversary! And I hope everybody notices you've got a mug with yes. all your faces on. The 10th anniversary debate for SNS Online. I'm sorry, I'm focusing with my name. Do you know what? 10 years ago, I never thought I would be on a mug with such an exclusive audience. I'm slightly worried we've not quite given you a debate, more just like a lively chat, but anyway. Listen, I am so flattered you've all come tonight. Happy birthday, SNS. Happy birthday, SNS. Well done, you, darling. Well, yes. you. Hurrah. Hurrah. Uh, jellies. And all you <laughs> sailing her. Hooray. Uh, I just came in because it's, it's raining.